Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18+ plus. terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. KFI AM 640. You're listening to the John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Neil Savager just walked in and he, we were talking about trad wives and this woman doesn't spend more than $100 without consulting her husband. And he said, well, isn't there an amount that you'd need to run by your husband before you spend? And that's an excellent point. And I'm trying to figure out what that amount is. I would say uh, $2,500. I'd have to say, hey, I'm spending. But your husband would talk to you as well, right? Oh, of course, yes. Right, so it's not just well, the woman true. asking, right? If you're, if you're buying a big purchase, my husband and I, we, we talk about things like that's that. That's true. You're right. Very good. Yeah. Yeah, Neil. So there. Yeah. I wanted to take calls from people who are living in their RVs because we see them everywhere. And there's an interesting story in the LA Times that if you live in an RV and you don't have a home, you don't necessarily consider yourself homeless because you have a home, it's just on wheels. But these things are so expensive. New RVs can cost as much as $300,000, you know? I mean, it's just, it's it's a ridiculous amount of money. And I just am curious where people along their journey from living in a house to now living in a motorhome or an RV, how did they acquire that? How much it costs, that sort of thing. And I asked for you to call and- because I knew people would, because you listen to KFI. Everybody listens to KFI. Billionaire CEOs and people out of their house, homeless people listen to KFI. So first, I want to take Veronica. Hi, Veronica. Uh, tell me your Hi. story briefly. 
Hi, I'm just really grateful to KFI. You guys are so funny. Um, <laughs> I, I am homeless. I am in a motor home. And sometimes it's depressing, and, and your station just really can make a person laugh. Oh, my gosh. Um, thank you. But tell me how, how you ended up homeless and in a motor home and when you got the motor home. Okay, well, I was working, and then um, my boyfriend passed away when COVID first came out. And so then, bam, I couldn't afford the rent all by myself, 1200 alone. I could not do it. So I ended up going to a shelter, and the shelter, your time's going to be up, and then you go back to the streets in these temporary shelters. And I have a little boy, so I was really scared. So the money I, I saved from my part-time job, um, I was able to get a motorhome, a used one, for 5000 on payment so the lady held it for me until i was able to give the whole five thousand so i bought the motor home i'm actually in it right now and i try to find a, a legit place to park it but they're not accepting motor homes because of the covid and everything that's going on right now so um if it wasn't for having the motor home i would have been back in the streets literally on the sidewalk with my little boy because those temporary shelters like it's only temporary people really don't know what goes on in those and i didn't want my little boy around that so you were able to eventually so, save five thousand dollars you said um uh yes. and what kind of motorhome did you get for that you know what i got an old little like an old one like i want to say in 89 and it didn't really run up to par but i i um invested money to get it running and um, I do have like a bathroom that it's not where I have to litter or anything. And then I do have it registered with full insurance and everything. Really? And now, yes. And now I, for us, some of the other ladies like myself that are single moms out here, they actually have motorhomes too. And they have them legit with registration, insurance and everything. Wait, wait, wait. So awesome. is there like a little uh, village of you? I mean, do you have you, you, you and other single yes. women? Yes, there's a lot of us. Yes. Where are, may I ask where you are? Single moms. Well, I don't want to say where we're at because we don't want other people to come because we make the we keep it clean right here. We keep it legit. Like, like if somebody comes up here, they have to like keep it clean. We talk to them. Like, you can't be here unless you know. Are you are you still working? Are you still working? You know what? I'm um between jobs. I'm actually looking for a job. I went to an interview the other day. What's your so day I'm like? Trying... Just just tell me what your day is like. Okay, my day is I take my little son to school, and then um, I have to run everything on protein gas. So I fill up the protein gas, and then I have dinner ready for when he comes home from school. And, and then um, my little shower runs on protein. Everything runs on protein. He has a little shower and everything, and, and then we do his homework. And he's only in second grade, grade so he's getting straight A's. And that's how our day is. And and where are you getting money now? Do you get some aid? Yeah, yeah, but it's not enough aid. You know, it, it's just not enough aid. It's not enough. Um, can I ask where is it? Government? I I don't know how this stuff works. Are you getting you know Cal Calfresh or something like that? Yeah, yeah, we get Calfresh. And what's the plan, Veronica? Where do you see yourself in a year? Well, you know what, honestly, I'm trying to get a full-time job now that COVID is getting more, um, like I think at the end of this month, it's going to be more places are opening up. And then I yeah, COVID's over. I, I, I hate, I, I, yes. COVID's over. Yeah, yeah. So no, now, yeah, but um, it was not over like for like 
it was really hard for um to have my baby in school and everything. Mm. So it's really hard yeah. for the daycare and everything. And so now everything's actually looking brighter. And so then um, this is now I'm just waiting for the weather to get a little better. And then that's it. Then it's going to be smooth sailing because you've been like in a storm, um, literally in a storm, just with the cost of everything. Food is so high, rent is so mm-hmm. high. It's been really hard, but I just have a lot of faith, and I feel it's just a little storm, and it's going to be smooth sailing. Uh, before I let you go, how are you doing? You know what? I you know what? I'm surviving. I just I just feel like um, the people that are running all these um, programs to help the homeless, they don't even know what they're doing. Like, and that's the sad part because money is getting wasted. Like, it's it's just getting thrown away, and. And then that's why even more people are falling into homelessness. And and um, we don't need um, temporary shelters. We don't need these tiny houses. We need permanent housing, something that can work with our income. Right. Veronica. You know, like, honestly, yeah. I, I wouldn't even mind giving my whole check if it was something that's going to be permanent housing. Because it's sad. At the end of the day, sometimes you feel like a failure. And, and you're just trying. Veronica, I wish you all the best of luck for you and your son. Thank you very much for calling and sharing your story. And thank you to KFI because it, 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 that's how we get our news. Oh, my gosh. Well, don't listen to me. I don't know what I'm talking about. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, uh, wow. Um, you know, we have, I don't know what we're going to do when we come back. we got a couple other callers that we may want to talk to or we may move on. Um, that was a bit of a reality check. Jane Wells filling in for John and Ken, KFI AM 640. <laughs> You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. We are content. Well, and maybe people that I'm about to talk to can uh, can explain the difference between over the air and audio. I have been doing this um, deep dive here on the John and Ken show, a topic you will never, ever hear again on the John and Ken show, talking to people who are living in their RVs because they no longer have homes and how they were able, I'm always fascinated, how were you able to afford that motorhome or RV? I mean, even even if it's broken down, it still costs a lot of money. We heard from Veronica in the last segment. Raul, uh, we're checking in with you. What's your situation? Thanks for joining us. And what's your situation? Well, th- well thanks for having me. My situation is that I'm homeless, clearly. Well, I kind of, I kind of, um, I lost my job a few years ago, and it's not because of COVID. I just got fired. But when I lost my job, obviously, wait, wait, wait. Like why'd you get? Why, why'd you get fired? Uh, I like pot. Okay. A lot. All right. This, and I God, guess it's is... frowned upon at my old workplace. Like you can't smoke pot while you're on the job. It's, it's a stupid rule. But anyways, <laughs> um, I got fired. So. That trickled down to me losing my apartment. Now, luckily, before I lost my apartment, I had bought a camper that I pull around with my truck because I have a small Toyota pickup. So what I do is I drive around. Walmarts are friendly. Uh, you can only be there two nights, though, and then they'll, they'll tell you to leave. But the great thing about that is that they have bathrooms as long as they don't catch you using their bathrooms. Um. And, and I have a small generator, obviously, so if I do need power. Um, I've been doing it for about, for two or three years now, and I love it. It's great. How did you? How much did the uh, camper trailer cost you when you when you first were able to purchase it? Uh, it cost me a couple grand, and no more than about 3500 bucks. It's a small travel trailer, 
So it's not a motor one with the motor in it. It's right. one that I put with my um with my truck. What, what's, so it wasn't uh, as expensive as. What's the condition? What does it look like on the inside and the outside? The condition. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's great. It's not. Yeah. It's not falling apart or nothing. I'm not. Um. I'm not a. I'm not your typical homeless person. Mm. If you look me up on social media, I have about. So I'm a small part-time actor as well. I do commercials and stuff in Los Angeles and stuff like that. So if you look me up on social media, I have a pretty big social media following. What's I'm your? 15, what's your? Followers. What's your? Where? Ted, I want to check you out. Where? What? What's your handle on what? And so it's. It's R A U L Raul A C I zero U S. My name is Raulacious for the males. For the females, you can call me Raulacious. So um, I'm not your typical. I'm not your typical homeless person, but I am homeless. But like I said, I and I still make money um, through my acting, through small gigs that I get. I've done some stuff with Dennis Rodman. I've done some stuff with Alex Russell on SWAT. Um, like I said, I have a pretty good following, so, forty or fifty thousand on TikTok. What's Jeez, I'm my head's exploding. Yeah, but I want to do this. This is great. Right. What's Ooh, what? Look, and not just that. So I've tried to apply at a place. Okay. Now they want you to make for a, for a <laughs> one bedroom. I think they we, want me to I make three or four times. I'm sorry, go three ahead. Three or four times the amount? So, they want me to make three or four times the amount. Mm -hmm. Okay. Raul, how much are you making? What's your income right now? Around 5200 a month. Wow. Hold on a second. Yeah, but I want, exactly, but I want to live like this. Why? I want, I don't want, I'm not going to pay some guy's mortgage and then screw myself over just to have a place. Like, this is more freedom for me. I can, I can travel. I have money to go do things. I'm always in New York. Okay. So, you know what I mean? You're always in New York. Oh, yeah. True. Like, if you look at my last picture that's on there, that was for me in New York City. Are you on Instagram? I'm trying to find you again. You're on Instagram? Instagram. Yes. R A U L. So R A U L. Uh huh. A C I zero U S. Rawlicious. Or Rawlicious. Oh, okay. You can call me Rawlicious. I got you. You are a female. I got you. You have almost. I actually just purchased a brand. I practice, so I also do carts. So, like I said, I have gigs. Okay. I'm not. I don't have. A, I don't have a real job. I'm not clocking in. I'm not doing your nine to five. I got it. I want to work when I want to work. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, what's the plan? Just to continue uh, as you are? No. Well, to save up the money. So right now my credit score is pretty good. It's like six eighty six. So uh, to buy oh, me to make three times a week. Thank away? you. Thank you very much for your call, Raul. Appreciate that. Uh, that was fun. I want to quicken if I can sneak in real quick. Um, David, David, uh, as I gather myself, what's your story? Hi. Hi. Um, I lost my job a long time ago and I bought an RV and I loved it. I saved a ton of money. Well, how much did the and RV cost you? Well, back then it was five grand. That's like 30 years ago. So you held on and to it all that time. Are you living in it now? No, no. But I've owned a few and I have kids and wife. And uh, I know that's how my wife really loved me. Because when I met her, I was living in an RV. <laughs> so she was totally like, it's cool. And then we went on vacations and just jammed all over the place. I think it's like my first home, basically, because I sold it, made money and was able to buy a place, but okay. then I kept wanting to go back to owning an RV and living in it because it's so cool. And your last callers, 
um, represent the diversity in people, you know, just that need help. And uh, or don't want awesome. help. I mean, Veronica would like to. Raul seems to be pretty happy where where he's at. But you are now housed. You're not homeless. No, but I tell my kids all the time, if you want to make it through life, you have to sacrifice a little bit. And an RV would be the way for anybody. I give them advice that are struggling. Stop paying rent and own something. Make payments to the RV. I never parked in the same place overnight, you know, over and over or nothing right. like that. And it was different back then. There was no RV laws. I could park anywhere down by the beach, right. hang out, and I never, I lived clean. David, and thank so, you. Thank you very much for your call. Real quick, I'm going to squeeze in Brenda. Brenda, you've got like 30 seconds. What's your story? Oh, my gosh. I've been in my RV 22 years. I have an 87 Toyota Dolphin. It's beautiful. It had 39,000 miles on it when my best friend, who has way too much money, she lives in one of those mansions in Naples, Naples, she bought it for me, 11 grand. I have my four dogs, my four cats. I was a realtor for 20 years. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I get up in the morning. I leave. I go feed feral cats. I start my day. I have two cars. I'm not those people that you think about. However, I've been in my motorhome for 22 years, and I love it. Yes. I would love to have a house, but I don't want that mortgage. Don't want it. I can't do it myself. I'm not with somebody that can pay that mortgage. So this is my home. All right. The rain on the roof right now. It's wonderful. Brenda. Keep me on because I have have the solution to end homelessness, and I mean it. I mean it. In one sentence, what is the solution to end homelessness? They rent you. They rent a, a cargo van that's designed, that's turned into a studio, and they the only if they have a job. It's called get job, get keys. They get to rent it from the money from their job. So All if right. they quit or get fired and they can't pay the rent on the first, the van is removed. If they're if they're worked for two or three years, the van is given to them. I have it all written down. I mean, this is. Okay, it, Br- uh, Brenda. Who have a driver's license and who are insurable. Uh huh. Um, you're brilliant. I uh, thank you for calling in and sharing your story. Uh, boy, guys, we've uh, we've had quite an uh, illuminating uh, half hour here on KFI and the John and Ken Show. They'll never have me back, uh, <laughs> probably after that. I think I got a few questions answered, but I have many more. We're moving on, though. When we come back, what it's like to host a family of Ukrainian refugees that you thought were going to be there for two to four weeks, and it's now at the four-week point, and they're still there. We will talk to a woman, a friend of mine, who's been doing this as she tries to help this family of refugees get on their feet, and um, the aid organizations aren't exactly uh, helping as much as they promised they would. Jane Wells filling in for John and Ken, KFI AM640. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. You know, this is harder than people think it is. And I have not done this in months. And I'm totally out of practice. Not that I'm ever good at it. But hi, everyone. You too can fill in for John and Ken on the number one talk radio show host uh, station in the West. I'm Jane Wells from CNBC. uh, KFI AM 640 heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Just hearing that 100 years of Disney ad. uh, Bob Iger was at an event yesterday where he admits that maybe they raised their ticket prices for the theme parks a little too aggressively and maybe have alienated some of their core fans. I'm not assuming they're going to expecting them to lower those rates, but um, it is interesting that evening, even at Disney, 
there may be a limit uh, to love, a financial limit to love. Now, this is a story that Steve Gregory has reported on before, and Conan Nolan did a wonderful job as well for Channel 4 on the Curtis. They are a family of five Ukrainians. Mom, Julia, who uh, does hair. Uh, the dad, Andre, is a mechanic and does construction, and they've got three beautiful children, 14, 8, and 5. And they lived in a town in Ukraine where they have that large, the largest nuclear power plant in Europe that the Russians now control. And the town is surrounded and the bombs are flying and they got the hell out of Dodge. And they they made their way through the help of eight organizations to get to France, then to North Carolina and then to California. Now, you hear these stories of refugees making their way here out of Afghanistan or Ukraine and trying to start over. You never hear about the people who take them in. That's where I come in. I have a newsletter called uh, Well Street, which is at janewells.substack.com. And I'm always talking about, well, I'm trying to look at things at another angle. So who took in this family? Well, I know the people who took in this family because they are friends of mine. They're in Thousand Oaks, Sherry Phoenix and John Langawa. They, they were, they're empty nesters and they, they out of the kindness of their heart, opened up uh, their house to a family of five. They had originally signed up after the fall of Afghanistan for a program through Airbnb where you would host a refugee family. They don't get any money for this. You know, this is not this is out of pure compassion. And so they never heard about Afghanistan, Afghanis. But suddenly they get a call from this aid organization was saying, would you take the Kurdas? They talked it over and they said yes. They were told it would be two to four weeks. Today marks four weeks. The Kurdas are still there. It has turned out to be incredibly hard to get them to a place where they can live and then start looking for work. And the aid organizations that promise to help now say they won't help with housing, though they will provide aid after housing is secured. And Sherry has turned from being just somebody who's opened her home to now having to be their English speaking advocate. Sherry, you're on the phone with me right now. Um, how's it going? This is this is the four week today. Um, how's it going? Hey, Jane. It's uh, it's continued chaos. Uh, the soundtrack to my days, I think, is Yakety Sax from the <laughs> Benny Hill Show. Uh, where are you in terms of helping them? I mean, they are working their angles as much as they can. Ukrainian Facebook pages. You've started a GoFundMe, which has raised, you know, they're getting close to where they can make first and last month's rent and a security deposit somewhere. Uh, how is the search for housing going? And are the aid organizations who promise to help them with housing helping? The search for housing is the biggest obstacle. Uh, it's not going well yet. I, I think it's just... Um, too big a problem and there's not enough information out there not enough uh, assistance from those refugee organizations so we're kind of tackling it on our own and uh, they are being told by landlords that they need a co-signer because they don't have credit history and they don't have jobs and they don't have any money uh, it's it's almost impossible to get them into a rental house or apartment i don't know how people do it they now have, um, you know, over $11,000 in the GoFundMe, but they, you know, they have nothing. They don't have furniture. They don't have anything. Um, are they going to be able to use that money? Are they are they at least apartment hunting now with with this sort of like, hey, we've got, you know, we've got some money? They are. And uh, we had a, a big 
jump forward in progress today when the school district came out to the house and they are preparing to enroll their kids in school and the school district brought a um a russian translator and so they forged a bond that way and there are a couple of schools in the district that have a ukrainian russian community and kids who speak ukrainian and russian and so the school district now is looking into trying to find them housing in an apartment building in Westlake near the schools where they are looking to send their kids. Um, how are you doing? Because they were supposed to be gone by now. And um, yeah. and I know you're spending a lot of money that you're not you're not seeking any money. You're just being a good person, you and John. Um, but you've turned into this full time advocate. How are you doing? Uh, you know, it's one thing at a time. Uh, it's like eating an elephant one bite at a time. We just, you know, put our heads down and go every day, power through. Today, um, Andre had gotten a call from somebody who read about him on Nextdoor and was looking to hire him to do a little handy, handyman work. So we went over there, and um, he's he's got a job. He's going to fix her sink on, on Sunday. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Julie is always working the angles as you say and uh and the the school district is really surprising me with all of the community resources and family resources they have uh the kids are you know not only going to get to go to school and learn english and make friends but um they're going to get free and reduced lunch they're going to uh, get clothing from um, a program through the school district foundation and so once they're in school, Julia and Andre will have more time to look for housing and for those jobs because that's what they need now. They can get into a place because of the GoFundMe donations, but they don't have the sustainable income to keep it going. Yeah, they need a, a Ukrainian or Russian godfather who's going to help them uh, because they don't speak English. I know you talk to them. You talk to each other through Google Translate. I interviewed them through Google Translate. It's the most tortuous uh, experience I've had in a long time because it leaves a lot. A lot of words in Ukrainian don't get translated well, but you've lived with them now for four weeks. You've had a family of five, of five strangers in your house for four weeks. And, and before I let you go, you know, what what's that been like? Well, they're not strangers anymore. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's kind of like they're my their children are my children, um, although it's not my job to co-parent them. But it, it's the same general relationship. And but we all get along, which is pretty amazing. And, you know, the family's very helpful and um, dad likes to make soup for the kids for lunch, and we all get together around the table at night and talk and laugh, and especially laugh at the mistakes that Google Translate makes. But uh, it's surprisingly workable so far. Well, you know it won't. You're confident it won't last forever. You told me, look, you had you were pregnant twice and didn't drink wine for nine months both times, so you can do anything for a while. Sherry, I have to let you go. The GoFundMe uh, is Help the Curtis. Uh, I've met them. You know, they're the kind of immigrants that are going to make America fantastic for the next generation. 
Um, and so I, I just am amazed at Sherry and John and their compassion and uh, patience as they try to work through this. All right, Jane Wells filling in for John and Ken, KFI AM640. When we come back, Steve Gregory's supposed to get in here to talk about the Oscars. Instead of Oscars so white, I'm calling it Oscars so what? You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM640. Joined by Steve Gregory. Yeah, good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for joining us here at KFI. <laughs> uh, the, uh, no, it was um, Jerry Goldsmith wrote one of the very first original themes for Oscar. It was called Theme for Oscar. I loved him, too. And I remember using that in a, in a feature piece that I did year, many, many years ago. And then uh, I think James Horner took a crack at it, but they didn't use oh, it. wow. And then Hans Zimmer did the, he's done the most recent official one because I remember when he was the musical director one year. Did Jerry Goldsmith do the theme from the movie Exodus, which is like yeah, one of my. I believe he did, yes. Dun, 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 I love that. Ah, uh, yes. Officially <laughs> hashtag old. You want to talk soundtracks? Let's do that. No. Uh, so you're covering the Oscars, it. the 95th Academy Awards, Oscar So White. I'm calling it Oscar So What? Uh, have you seen any of the movies? I have not. And you're covering. Well, see, here's the thing. I don't, we don't cover, this is, this goes back a long time with us. We don't cover the winners and losers anymore. We don't do any of that. What we do is cover the backstage. Right. Because with, that's where all the good stuff happens. Well, with the winners and losers. Yeah, but we talk to those people that come back about stuff that's, that's not discussed on stage. What are you going to ask them about the homeless problem or... Well, I remember one year when a colleague of mine, do you remember when, uh, the was it the the pianist had won? Uh-huh. Oh, Adrian that's a, Brody? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, that's I, a long time ago. Yeah, but I, but it, those are moments like that where I remember that will stick for me or stick with me forever. When a colleague of mine asked, uh, yes, uh, it was the producer that accepted on behalf of Roman Polanski. And who won for best director? Oh right! Okay. And my colleague says, "How does it feel to accept an Oscar on behalf of a for pedophile?" <laughs> and the whole room went, <gasps> "Oh!" Collective gasp you could it hear. Was that Laurel Erickson? Because she would have asked no. that. that was yeah, Laurel would have done it. Yeah, um, but it was uh, Chris Stanley. Oh, excellent! May he rest in peace. Excellent. I yeah. that that's well, good. I live for that. So, Matt, um, Jimmy Kimmel's hosting again, which I was a little surprised because he sort of stole Quentin. Quinta Brunson's moment in the Emmys when he laid down, which right. I watched. And I predict, of course, Matt Damon's going to come up and slap him. That will be the slap because he and Matt Damon have this That'll fake, be the shtick. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, I'm already bored. Um, <laughs> of the pictures I have seen, now, I don't, I have not been to a movie theater since before COVID. Mm, same here. And box office, while it was up in uh, 2022, I think it was up 26% compared to the year before. It's still down more than a third from pre-COVID. But all these movies are... A lot of these movies are streaming. So I've seen of the of the 10 best pictures, I have seen three, which is better than usual. Better than me. Yeah. I saw The Banshees of Inna Sharon, which I love the first half, hated the end. Um, I saw All Quiet on the Western Front. Uh, no, I've seen four of these. And I've told my husband, I never need to see another battle scene again for the rest of my life. I'm done with, I saw, you know, 1917. I've seen, you know, Saving Private Ryan, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once, which will probably win, and I loved it. I yes. thought Michelle Yeoh. And I'm I, looking forward to watching that. Oh my gosh! Uh, the surprise, the one that'll surprise you there is Jamie Lee Curtis, because uh, it's like, oh wow. Um, but here, of all those, this clip 
is from the my favorite movie that I have seen in the last year. You should be at least a two-star admiral by now. Yet here you are. Captain. What is that? <laughs> it's one of life's mysteries, sir. And one of life's mysteries is how much I loved Top Gun Maverick. Score by Hans Zimmer. Yes. And also, did you see the clip of uh, Steven Spielberg and Tom Cruise at the nominees luncheon? No. It is really, you got to look it up on Instagram. Someone posted it on Instagram. If you look it up right now and see the audio, you hear them and uh, you see them embrace. And Steven Spielberg leans in and says, you saved Hollywood. <gasps> he leans in and says, you single-handedly have saved Hollywood. Wow, like Tom Cruise needs to hear that. But you no, know, actually, from him, because remember, there's there was a history of some sort of tension between the two of them on War of the Worlds. That oh. somehow that there's that rumor that had been swirling around where Spielberg refused to work with Cruise again. I didn't know that. So that I remembered that, and so there was this deep seated tension, I think, there. And they, I, this was the first time they had seen each other since that filming. Well, the Fablemans, of course, is now maybe maybe Spielberg voted for Top Gun over the movie that's about him. That would be that would be interesting. The only one, the only thing I, I I didn't see the movie, but the only person I want to win from the Fablemans is John Williams. Oh, uh, you and the music. Well, it's all connected so far, right? Yeah, that's true. That's if, true. If he so wins, is he Hans Zimmer up? Let me see if he's he always he's always up. yeah he's up. But if he, if Williams wins for Fablemans. He will be the oldest living Oscar winner. How old? 91. Is, wow. And he's also has the distinction of having the most nominees of anyone alive. Second, only second to Walt Disney. There is, wow. There is um, a great podcast called Blockbuster produced by Matt Schrader where he goes back to uh, the original Jaws and then Star Wars and how those guys uh, and how when George Lucas brought John Williams in. Williams did more, you know, let's, let's create, let's create emotions, not so much visually, which was amazing, but with the music. So like the Darth Vader mm -hmm. theme, the motifs of yes. each of the and, characters. And mm -hmm. if you think about, and the same with Jaws, Jaws was a perfect example that the shark was crap. The shark that they were using that Spielberg had to remake several times. It kept breaking down. And John Williams came in and they decided, all right, you're not going to see the shark in that opening sequence, but you're going to hear the music. And that, do, 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 The do, two do, most do. frightening notes ever. It's two notes. Oh my, I'm getting. I, bum, bum, uh, bum, uh, right bum, now, bum, 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 bum. I was in, gosh, junior high and I didn't even want to go look at the water in the toilet after that. I mean, I just didn't. I've never been com as comfortable. I go snorkeling. I do all this, but I'm constantly thinking. You were looking for that, Eric. Did you find the um, Spielberg to Tom Cruise? It looks like he's trying to cut it right well, now. Well, I will tell you that since you're on that topic again, that the movie E.T., which is one of my favorites, mm -hmm. and, the, and the closing scene is, is one of my favorite scenes, that is one of the very first movies or the only time where Spielberg gave up control to Williams and Spielberg actually edited the closing scene to Williams score because well, he, was, the other way around. he was so blown away by the music and John just said, trust me. And so John finishes the score and he, and he does it out. And then Spielberg goes back in and edits the visual to the music 
And that's how that's that's how the closing scene. I, I get literally have chills. It. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's still to me. I remember seeing that as a kid, ET. But I mean, now with my musical background and my interest in music, that's still one of my favorite scores. So, who's your favorite? So, is John Williams? Who's your favorite movie uh, composer? I, I, I don't have a singular favorite because they're all so different. I mean, William Zimmer, uh, James Horner, uh, you know, Brian Tyler, one of the more modern composers. Uh, you know, and I'm getting ready to interview Elliot Lung, who's a, a great up and coming action star uh, composer from China. All right. We think we have this. Uh, the audio, you're going to have to listen closely, folks, where Spielberg's telling Tom Cruise at the nominees luncheon, you saved Hollywood. Let's listen. I heard it there. You saved Hollywood. You saved Hollywood. He leans in, they embrace, and he and he he's whist, you know hollering to him because it's so loud there. Um, and the nominees luncheon is a tradition that goes back to the history, of the, the mm. beginning of the Oscars, where that's when they officially get their certificate of nomination. I mean, it, I, it's it may not win, but at least we're starting to see popular movies make it in. And I have to say, it was my. I haven't seen women talking. I haven't seen oh. Wait a minute. I saw Triangle of Sadness. I saw it the other night. It started out like, yeah, all these movies, by the way, are two and a half hours. Yeah. And I can't do that anymore. Well, one of the reasons that you're seeing a I lot of I do it at home so I can pause it. Yeah, exactly. And then one of the reasons you're seeing more of the popular films get nominated is when they expanded it back to 10 movies in the nomination yeah. window. Right. Yeah. I don't know. So I have seen more of these than I thought, but you don't care. Well, you're covering the Oscars, but you don't care. Yeah, no, no. Actually, the most exciting stuff comes from the stuff you don't plan for. The winners and the losers, we let the anchors hang, handle that here because yeah. you don't get to see and hear the stuff backstage. I do. Do you have to wear a tux? Oh, yeah. A dress code. Hard dress code. Did, where you, you go out dress code. What to like, men's warehouse? I have a suit. You're going to like the way I look? You look? I hate it. God, I hate it. I only wear a suit a couple times a year, and it's for the Golden Mics and for the Oscars. What about dress shoes? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, no, I, I use a cheaper work shoe because i'm walking around right i'm not work, right. wearing leather shoes oh, in the rain because there's I rain pictures. i want pictures steve gregory thank you as always it's great to see you always jane i love having you here oh it's it's rare and there's a reason for that when we come back <laughs> the swingers couple that is trying to make money proselytizing for a non-monogamous lifestyle i interviewed them of course i did jane wells filling in for john and ken kfi aim 640 Hey, you've been listening to The John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.